Hey everyone, welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about who they are and their work behind the scenes, as well as, obviously, their recent or upcoming video games. In this episode, I talk with Dave Longo about Political Quest, a satirical point-and-click adventure game inspired by classic Sierra and LucasArts games. The game is currently on Kickstarter, and you can check it out if you are interested in becoming a backer. For more information about the game, including links, check out the description below on YouTube or in the show notes for this episode on DarkStation.com. There you can also find the original DarkCast, as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at DarkStation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome back to Darkcast Interviews. I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me today is David Longo. How are you doing, David? Yeah, I'm great, John. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be sitting here with you. Uh, it is very late uh, where you are, so I'm, I'm sure you are living that independent game developer lifestyle, which means you don't actually sleep. Uh, but <laughs> I would still like for you to at least be able to take a nap tonight, so we'll try to yes. be as concise as possible uh, in indie I game world, no... we call it early morning. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we'll try to make it as concise as possible. I make no promises, though. Um, so we're here to talk about your first game, uh, which is currently in Kickstarter, called Political Quest. And I'm assuming that is a throwback to King's Quest and Space Quest and all the various quests. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be in line with that. So you'd, you'd go on a space quest, you'd go on a king's quest, and of course, what would you do today? You would you would go on a political quest. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Well, There were suggestions at one point to call it policy quest, policy. but I didn't want it to be that too sounds... close to police well, quest. Sure, yeah. Uh, but policy quest also, that sounds more like government. Like yeah, you're, right? you're making... <laughs> You're making law or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think political quest is definitely uh, the right choice there. Um, <laughs> no, awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have you'd have no choices playing the game. Really, it would just be the one way only throughout the entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> the policy has already been written. There, there's not actually a quest. It's just click to advance. I always remember that from like uh, I think it's in Space Quest. If you if you type in cheat, it just takes you straight to the end credits. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe there'd be a lot this of this is what you in, wanted, in, in right? Policy quest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got one hundred and ten percent. Congratulations, you are a hero. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, absolutely. That that should definitely be in there. Um, well, so before we get into the game, I want to talk a little bit about kind of who you are uh, and kind of I guess the the road that has kind of brought you to. Uh, doing what you're doing now which is making a video game sticking yourself out there and mm. and doing the thing that so many people dream of and talk about and you are actually going for which kudos by the way no thanks man it's actually been quite like overwhelming a lot of the responses from people and like guys like yourself and and things like that like um i, I never had imagined that like i could put something out there that people would actually think looks good you know like um let alone uh actually being someone who made it mm -hmm. if you know what i mean sure uh how i how i got here well i have loved point and click adventure games for pretty much my entire life i can't i can't really remember a time that i didn't play them it's it's kind of like star wars mm. for a lot of people like uh I can never remember a time where I didn't know the identity of Luke's Luke's uh, father, you know, for example. Sure. Like it was just always that way. And um, 
over the years, like I, I played pretty much every point and click adventure game that I could get my hands on. And, uh, as I grew into my teens and my adult life, no, nothing ever was really quite the same that, uh, in, in the terms of the feelings that those games gave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I ended up working in film, like, uh, in short film production. And I found myself in media and I ended up working as a video producer for the Sydney morning Herald, which is, a a pretty big newspaper here in, in Australia. I don't know if, um, many of your listeners will be familiar with it, but it's, uh, it's kind of like the New York times of Sydney, like, uh, okay. Like, uh, it, it's a, the, the paper that people get. And, um, and, and while I was there, I was doing video producing and you can imagine, you know, as, as an American yourself, the amount of, amount of politics that, that come through. And I, I had worked there. Let me see. I think it was about five months before Trump got, got the presidency. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah and, yeah exactly and i mean i don't want to get like too political like on this podcast but i only just want to illustrate you're not you're not making like, a game about politics so God no not no not at all yeah that realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i don't want to get too political in the sense of like 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 oh here's some australian guy telling an american how that how their country should should run hey you know, nobody um, here knows so yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead. That's, yeah that's fair we enough. could use yeah. all the help we can get and i mean like uh as someone who like had to do a lot of a lot of journalism uh particularly about about all the crazy stuff that's going on there and it's not just america it's it's the uk and it's it's here in australia itself and um everywhere basically is going through this huge huge turmoil and it was always in the back of my mind like this would make a really really funny world for a a point and click adventure game you know like uh the amount of humor that i saw in a lot of it was was just through the roof but i never had really like put it together oh this would be a great game it it wasn't until that i'd uh arrival news uh, network uh, channel nine in Australia, hmm. they purchased the Sydney Morning Herald. Okay, and so that re- resulted in the loss of like 170 jobs, uh, and the the team that I was a part of, the video team, were were retrenched basically. Hmm. And so as I was coming out of it, I had this period of six weeks where I knew that my job was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And it was really during that six weeks that I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to make a point and click game. Like, and I've, I've over the years, I've looked at like the softwares required to do it, how to do it. I'd been a hobbyist illustrator, illustrator, and I'd, I'd done some film work and I thought, you know, I'll just go for it. I mean, why not? The worst that could happen is that I just do a couple of drawings, uh, a couple of sketches, show them to my friends, and they all go, "That sucks," you know. Like, what what do you do? Like, or maybe the best is, you know, that's pretty funny. Like, cool. But um, but everybody here really like got into it, you know, like in a way that really gave me the the confidence to try and make it. Mm-hmm. And so, as the as the months uh, went on, it became nearly a whole year and here we are i guess cool uh have you had any experience with any game developer tools prior uh to starting this are you teaching yourself how are you going about uh kind of i guess actually yeah so yeah so in terms of actually making the game i'm using unity and i'm using the adventure creator plugin which is an, an asset that you can buy on the unity store and um, no, the short answer is no. I had no idea. The first time I opened Unity was like overwhelming, to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, like I, I had a, um, like uh, obviously because of my job, I was quite familiar with Adobe Premiere and a lot of like uh, the Creative Cloud software. And with the film work, I'd, I'd used a bunch of other different softwares over the time. And because of my illustration, like... Uh, the way that I started to look at it was, well, half the work's there. I just need to learn 
Unity. And so I I downloaded a bunch of tutorials and the Adventure Creator Forum that's there has been quite helpful as well. You can post up your questions and you can read your issues along the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, I literally... Uh, there's this story I remember hearing a, a friend of mine wanted to get into illustration and he he said, I'm, I'm going to karate kid this. And I said to him, well, what do you mean you're going to karate kid it? Like, can you explain that? And he said, well, I'm basically going to spend a week and all I'm going to do is draw hands. And then I'm going to do another week and all I'm going to draw is feet. And then I'm going to do another week and all I'm going to draw is heads and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that for 12 hours a day and I'm not going to stop until <laughs> I feel like I can draw. And, um, and that was the basic way that I approached unity. I was like, I'm just going to karate kid this. So I, I just did like 40 hours worth of online tutorials and, and then I smashed my head against the wall for <laughs> like, like, like weeks on end with, um, with the C sharp stuff, but like, uh, yeah, that's that's basically how I do the game. I, okay. I, I put it all through Unity, yeah. Very cool. And and this amazing I sound like I'm promoting them, I'm not, I promise. <laughs> but the, this podcast but the, uh, secretly sponsored Adventure by Adventure Creator. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's right. Brought to you by Adventure Creator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that if, if you're really interested in point and click games, I highly recommend looking at um Adventure Creator. It's it's amazing. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it, that I mean that sounds like kind of without formal training you know going to university for it or something that sounds like kind of the maybe the best way to do it i have downloaded uh game maker multiple times and <laughs> yeah. um i i tried the the tutorial and one of the like the, there's a couple of just very basic coding ones but then there's a tutorial just to make a game and it walks you through it basically tells you every single step that you need to do and it's uh you know a, a game kind of like blaster ball uh, and I got about mm. halfway through making that game, and that took me like eight hours. And you're literally yeah. just creating one level where you move a paddle back and forth to bounce a ball. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't have time to learn this right now. Yeah. This is yeah. insane. You just need to get fired from your job. That's... Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's the key. That's good to know. Uh, I will keep that at the back of my mind um, if that ever happens. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, you're gonna karate kid. Yeah, gonna karate kid it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's 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 like totally the the way to go. I think for for anybody wanting to do anything, uh, like um, I remember like five years ago, e- even if we go ten years ago, when I was back at university, I actually studied visual arts, so like like actual, you know, paintbrush and a mm-hmm. and a pen, and um. And like the the kind of tools that were available then, just even ten years ago, uh, it's basically here's the library. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, and and if anybody wants to make an adventure game, you know, ten years ago, it's a real different story. I don't think I I would have been able to then. Absolutely, yeah. It it is um, so many people that I, I talk to. Uh, one of their favorite things about the current state of the industry is that it is so easy for anybody to just get the tools and make a game. That also means that anybody can get the tools and make a game. So now instead of being just up against so many companies, you're up against everybody in terms of trying to get your game promoted and out there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's, totally. it's, uh, it's a great time to be alive. It's best of times and worst of times, to uh, quote somebody famous. Yeah, the the monkeys, I think, isn't isn't that from the, the Simpsons? You <laughs> probably <laughs> give a thousand mi- typewriter, give a thousand monkeys a thousand typewriters, and eventually they have to they have They'll to write it. something good. Uh, Shakespeare, yeah. I think, is the, the yeah. Idea. yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, we are here to talk about the game that you are currently making, which is Political Quest. Um, so I guess to to start off, what what is this game? What is Political Quest? Wow. Um, where do you begin? It's a it's a point and click narrative adventure game. So, if anybody's familiar with uh, the old school LucasArts or Sierra games, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you if you're not familiar with it, it's essentially you have a mouse and a, a little cursor, 
and you play as a main character in a world and you use that cursor to navigate the story. You pick up items and you, you talk to NPCs and you have dialogues and conversations and you basically have to solve puzzles to progress the story. Great. Think of it like a, like a comic book, but you can, you can actually interact with a comic book. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I'd put it. Okay. And Political Quest, it, it, the story of Political Quest is about a, a YouTuber who, like, I've I've used a, the YouTube, like, um, so I can avoid any any issues, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you play a YouTuber who's aspiring to to raise their fame, and uh, and has decided that the the quickest and easiest way to do that is to engage in the whole clickbait outrage culture. And, um, and as we all know, these days, basically everything is run off of, off of clicks and, and advertising revenue. And, mm-hmm. and he has a mystery that he needs to solve, which is that a fellow, uh, YouTuber called Anita has disappeared and he needs to get to the bottom of why she's disappeared. Okay. And so the journey begins. Very cool. So, um, obviously with, with the name you're, you're hearkening back to, uh, a very specific time and like point and click adventure games, as far as how you're making the game, is it, is it akin to those in the way that you're interacting with the world or is it more like, I guess, more modern adventure games where things are more streamlined. How, how are you kind of approaching the, the game design? I'm approaching it like exactly like secret of monkey Island okay. or monkey Island two. So there's a couple of things like I have a, I guess an equal love for LucasArts and Sierra and mm. the differences between the two sort of blend together over time, I'd say. So sure. For for instance, like you have your item bar management system, which takes up half the screen in your early LucasArts adventures. So you're clicking an item in your item bar and then you're using that in the world. But over time, they got rid of that mm-hmm. and they moved to a, to a cursor that you could cycle through uh, multiple different cursors to interact with the world. Like you could... You could taste things in 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 certain games, or you could, <laughs> yeah, you know, you could lick things in certain games. Like, um, there are so many different varieties, and um, and with Sierra, I suppose the big thing with Sierra was that you could just die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> every, or forget every... a random item at the beginning of the game, oh. make it to the end, and then not be able to finish. Oh, like in Space Quest Four, <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, and I guess over time they sort of blended together to become this sort of perfect, like cocktail mm-hmm. where like you could interchange different elements and put different things together. So with with Political Quest, I thought, well, it is a modern game ish in the sense that it's being played by modern day people. So I decided, oh, I, I would rather have the the game fill the screen instead of half the the screen be be item management okay and uh but other than that everything else is pretty much the same as it would be in in monkey island or or day of the tentacle or anything like that okay like, uh, yeah you have a you have an item uh management system like you have a suitcase and all your items go in the suitcase and then you can click and drag those items and use them on on personalities okay so yeah but yeah to answer your question i'd say I'd say it's just I'm trying to make it as close as possible without without being irritating. Sure. Well, that that so that was yeah. gonna kind of be my next question is there's a lot about those old games that are super irritating, especially to I mean they were irritating back then. I mean there, there was yes. a LucasArts <laughs> helpline for a reason. Um, yeah. But do you remember in Monkey Island when you call it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I actually never played Monkey Island until I was able to just uh. look up walkthroughs so i never yeah. actually had to call anybody thankfully yeah, <laughs> yeah i always recommend this I, I have this thing with uh, indiana jones and the fate of atlantis mm-hmm. right I, I think i think the indiana jones and the fate of atlantis i think is one of the best adventure games e- ever made sure. like even even compared to modern day games 
but the the thing in there is that like that I, I actually think it's the second best Indiana Jones storyline. Okay. Like uh, of all the films. Yeah. And I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Like I, I think Raiders is one of my favorite films ever sure. made. And um and so I'm always having these like conversations with people where I'm like, you know, oh Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull or the new Indiana Jones they're supposedly making. It's like just just do Fate of Atlantis. They can do it. <laughs> and, and, and it's like no no seriously go go and play it. Go and play Fate of Atlantis. Go and play it. Yeah, and then people are like, oh, I don't know, you know, point and click, it's an old game. And I, and I always say to them, you, you can look up walkthroughs where it just tells you just all the items you need to pick up and how, but it has no spoilers. So the entire entire document is just like, pick up disc, use disc on spindle, and that, like, that can get you through the entirety of the game without any headaches, but you can enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, I, I do relate to that absolutely, like, 100%, like... That, that some of these games were so annoying to the point that people didn't play them. Yeah. You know? so, so how yeah. are you kind of approaching that, especially in terms of like puzzles? Yeah. So like uh, in, in terms of the puzzles in the game, I I'm trying to find a balance between being oblique about it and being like user friendly. Hmm. So I, I thought about it quite a bit and I, I think beyond waiting until the play testing hmm. of the game and seeing how everybody interacts with the puzzles, I think I'm going to make it a little bit easier by having a pseudo hint system. Okay. So uh, the way that I'm thinking of actually implementing it is through uh, an iPhone in the inventory Hmm. that you can interact with and you can get a little bit of a hint, like, you know, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. But I think generally the, I, I want the game to be pretty breezy Mm-hmm. like pretty enjoyable for people. I don't want people like to be, you know, doing that whole thing, as you said, you know, forgetting an item that they need and and then they get to the end of the game and they realize, oh, I need that item, you know, sure. or, or or I don't I don't want to include anything that's similar to like a lot of the, what do you call it? I guess I used to hear it as like artificial extension, like stuff that a lot of uh, earlier game developers would put into a game just to make it longer. Because these games back in the day, I guess, most people either rented them or they paid really high prices mm-hmm. to play them. And so what they wouldn't want is they wouldn't want somebody going into a, a Blockbuster or wherever and renting the game and then you know finishing it and then sending it back mm-hmm. the next day. So they would put these... like. Uh, like, I don't know, a good example would be maybe like a, a forest with never-ending pathways and you just get incredibly lost in the forest. Yeah. And you can't, you go right and that takes you left and, you know, before you know it, you've wasted an hour. So I, I think in, in terms of those kind of elements, I'm not going to include anything like that in the okay. game, like pointless quests, pointless tasks. Like I think the way I'd like to do it is that you have a very clear direction of what to do based on what the environment and the NPCs are talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, I guess, trying to find a balance between it, it not sounding like obnoxious. Mm. Like you don't want to play a whole game where every single character that their dialogue is just like, you know, I think if you had a map, it would help me, <laughs> you know, like, you know, Oh, I heard a story about at the petrol station that they sold lottery tickets. Maybe you should buy one. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so yeah, I, I hope that answered the question. I, I guess, like, it, mostly it's intuitive, but okay. you kind of know. I think, I think deep down, if it pisses me off, which, sorry, that's a very Australian way of saying if it, if it angers me that, no, that, a lot. We said yeah. that in, in the US. That's <laughs> that, fine. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the if it, if it really pisses me off, like then I'm I'm not gonna want to put it in the game because sure. I I'll, I want to play the game myself. So okay, you know, are there are there any fail states? You talked about kind of um you know in Sierra games, especially the older ones, you could die a lot and mentioned um forgetting items. Is that a possibility or is this a no. safer, more Lucas Arts? experience yeah this is this is lucas arts where okay. where you can't you can't die or throughout there there are going to be 
I, I'm still toying with it because I haven't I haven't designed the the portion of the game yet, mm-hmm. but but I am toying with with that you can die one way, but you would have to be you'd have to almost break the game in order to do it like like a like an Easter egg like yeah, like I, I'm thinking that you would have to you'd have to be the most horrible person all throughout the game for it to happen. It, it would almost be like a punishment like. <laughs> but I hope to bury it so deep that, that nobody ever gets there, you know? <laughs> um, so, so you mentioned playtesting. Uh, I imagine that especially and really with any type of puzzles, whether they're um, puzzles in a, an adventure game or it's a, you know, like 3d puzzle, portal type puzzle game. Puzzles are one of the most subjective things to do. How are you testing that? Are you waiting to a certain point to start doing some playtesting or what, I guess, what's your kind of roadmap for that? So my, my roadmap for the puzzles is I, I don't want to do this thing called pixel hunting. Like, mm. do, do you know much about yes. pixel hunting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know yeah. there's an item on the screen that you're supposed to interact with and you just have no idea where it is and you're literally just clicking on the screen. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You just like, and I think that the uh, Timberweed Park, uh, the 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 recent adventure game, the throwback game, I think mm-hmm. had a joke where you could where you could pick up pixels, and by the end of the game, you had a whole <laughs> bunch of pixels. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like at, at a certain point, it's it's inevitable that some of the puzzles are going to get like confusing, I guess. But mm-hmm. the the benefit on my part is that I haven't I haven't written down all the puzzles. I only have like a an idea for the first half of the game of how okay. the puzzles will be, will be constructed. Like, um, and, and so I guess the kind of puzzles, the way that I'm thinking about it is the, the best type of puzzles are the ones where you, where you just, you know, what needs to go together. Like it, you instinctually know. So it, it won't be like the silly kind of like, well, I have to put the the rubber chicken with the wire, and like all of a sudden, that's made a a pogo stick. <laughs> like, so yeah. like the like an an, exa- an example of of a puzzle would be like, like uh, you come up to some protesters and you, you want to create a distraction and some noise. So, uh, in your inventory, you have some coins and you you have a a jar, and the jar has a coin slot on it. So if you use the coins with the with the jar, then you know, it will combine to make a, like a maraca, Hmm. you know, and then when you look at it, 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 the dialogue will say, you know, like, um, oh, if I shake this, it'll make a noise. And like, this is not like what literally will be in the game, but this is just an example. Like, like, uh, like there, there is a logic to, to the puzzles that, that does make sense. If, if you're, if you're interacting with the game on the, on the game's terms. Okay. So yeah, so so nothing like like illogical, I guess, would be would be my answer to that. So, so and no like inflatable in. ducks along with pliers yeah. used to pull a key off of like some electrified railroad tracks or anything like that. No, that's no. okay. Cool, but, but that's a great idea though. I might I might steal that. <laughs> um, but so so you're looking for more logical puzzles, not not kind of the I guess the truly classic uh, adventure game puzzles where they're they they just don't make any sense yeah Um, yeah like uh you know like there will be some like retro puzzles in there but i'll be avoiding the ones that will be really really ridiculous yeah like if if i do go down that that road where i want to do something like that's a specific throwback Mm -hmm. then then I'll, i'll find ways to make it clear to the audience okay to the to the players, yeah, without them needing to to look up a walkthrough. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so, kind of going more towards the tone of the game. Looking at the trailer, uh, looks like it's trying to be very satirical of like modern day um, culture. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that both satire and humor are very hard to do. Um, yes. So how how are you approaching that? I guess uh, I guess just kind of talk about that tone. Yeah, for sure. Well, the way to approach it, I, I think, is sort of similar to, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to put myself on, on, on the same level as like the the South Park guys 
okay. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like, mm-hmm. I, like they're geniuses. I, I, I don't, I don't want to compare myself to them. Like, <laughs> but, but I think their their approach is the best approach. Where okay. if you if you're gonna take a shot, you you got to take a shot at all mm-hmm. all sides. Like, um, and so if you want to have a commentary, it, it has to it has to be like even handed. Okay. So. So I guess you got to have something to to satirize, and so the satire in, in and of itself is is of the outrage culture more than the than the ideas being being presented. So uh, I, I'm approaching it in, in a humorous way, like through uh, the way I've been explaining it to people is that if if you think of Monkey Island, it's not it's not a manual on how to be a pirate, you know, like even though on the surface level it's it's about a, a, a young boy really, really wanting to be a pirate, you know? mm-hmm. and so I think by making it about an apathetic character that gets to choose their ideology as they play it, kind of leaves it open for the video game to turn around and and poke fun at at their choices. Okay. So talking about like choosing your ideology, or is there are there branching paths in the game, or is it telling one particular story? It's it's mostly telling one particular story, but okay. there'll be the the idea is that there's a few different ways to get there. Hmm. So uh, the way that I thought about it was uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis again, where there are depending on your choices, there are huge portions of the game that are that are opened up to you hmm. that that are not are not available in in the other side. So uh, the the way that I kind of want to do this because it's a, a globe trotting adventure, I like the idea that the the more aggressive that you lean, the the more aggressive that the the game world is and becomes, and the the more passive that you go, the more the more passive the the game comes. Okay, so kind of a. Is is that just in terms of the way that the the world reacts to you, or would that be like if you're if you're aggressive to the world, does that make the game more difficult, or is that just kind of a I don't know the the way that people behave towards you? Yeah, the, it's it's more it's more the way people behave. Okay. So, like 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 a, an instance would be like that if you like if you really if you're annoying a bunch of protesters, then later on in the game, in locations there'll be more protesters everywhere that make your life mm. like a little bit more difficult, but I wouldn't say it's difficult in the way that makes the game like harder mm-hmm. necessarily, because if you, if you become like, uh, le- if you actually team up with the protesters or help the protesters, then there'll be other elements that, that appear later on that require different, different approaches. So is is that where the um kind of the wit versus brawn mechanic comes in if you are if you're using your brawn instead of your wit the the world is going to kind of do the same back towards you um that, Yeah like Yeah de- okay. yeah definitely yeah definitely like um like the 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 idea is like that if you if you use your brawn more then you're going to encounter different kind of obstacles later in the game that will will require your brawn mm. even more. Okay. And so if you haven't used it and built up like a reputation for it, then you'll have to do different kind of mechanics. But it's not it's not really to the point where it's game altering uh, in the sense that you'll find yourself like lost at the end, you know, and you won't be able to complete it. Like all of a sudden, if you decide to start using your wit in the last act of the, of the game, it, it won't, it won't like impact your ability to complete it. Okay. So it's, it's not you a, would, uh, have... it's not like mass effect and, you know, no. Aragon and Renegade where if you've the been Witcher, one yeah. <laughs> way and then you decide, you know what, I'm going to change. And it's like, Oh, sorry. You don't have enough Renegade points to do that. <laughs> yeah no no it's 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 not like that it, it's 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 more to service like a like a joke and have different different variations like uh to to play into that whole like uh like ideology 
like combat system you know gotcha. okay yeah like uh yeah you're either pushing a rock uphill or you're pushing a rock downhill you know like it's it's that kind of thing okay very cool um, yeah, so I, I would think about it more on a like interaction by interaction basis than a than an overarching. Like you'll have a different ending if you do this. Gotcha. Like, yeah, more or less just a different experience along the way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like like yeah, like you almost play the version of the character that you you bring to it. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I feel like that requires a lot more writing, though. That's yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've got like uh, like these debate and podcasting sections that that make up a like a fair amount of of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, and in there there's like uh, the the way that the the, the conversations branch out. It, it can be yeah, unwieldy, pretty pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to to get on that exercise because you'll you'll do pages and pages and pages of script that that you know people won't see, mm. you know, based on their on their choices, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, yeah, it re- it requires a lot of a lot of scripting, but it's fun, you know. I think it's fun. Nice. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. That would be terrible if you were like, oh man, I made a poor choice. Oh, this game <laughs> is such a chore. It's so bad. <laughs> now, in the uh, on the Kickstarter page, there was one kind of statement that kind of stood out to me: uh, is that ultimately you want this to be a positive and inclusive mm-hmm. experience. That sounds like a wonderful but very lofty goal. How do you do that? And then how do you do that without I guess coming across as being like preachy. Yeah. So like one of the old, the ultimate goals for the game is that you can walk away and having, uh, having a, like a, a self-reflection, you know, Mm. like, uh, so you, you make these choices in terms of what you discuss and, and what you do. And then each step of the way, the NPCs will, will paint you. And by paint you, I mean that they'll they'll sort of give a like a description of where you're leaning, where you're heading, like a like a political circle. Mm. So the the way that I, I I like it like panning out is that you'll learn a little bit about the the discourse okay. that that we're in right now, and you and about how like little a lot of it means and how how much a lot of it means but it it won't it, it won't get to a level where it's hurtful and offensive okay. like that's that's the kind of thing that I, I want to underline it, it it will just be a satire in the sense that it will highlight how how silly and humorous a, a lot of the things that we're doing in an outrage culture are sure sure well so uh i guess what kind of what stage is the game in now so the stage, uh, the game is literally only like twelve rooms that that I've that I've finished that I've completed. Okay. So the 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 trailer is cut together from about thirty minutes of of in game footage, and um, the the game is only written up until the end of the first act. So there's still a lot a lot left to to write and and to make okay and so the the kickstarter is a way to to actually to fund the game into existence (laughs) right yeah yeah like um otherwise it'll take me like three or four years to to actually make it and the kind of thing we're, we're doing something like this is that you you want to be how do you phrase it like for instance, like I, I've been getting a lot of questions about whether Trump will be in the game, mm-hmm. you know. And with all the stuff that's happening in in America, like you guys are having your elections in in November next year, mm-hmm. is that that's right? Yep. Yeah, and it's like, well, if I get funded, this game will come out like you know twenty days before before the election, <laughs> and, and you know all of a sudden I can't have Trump in the game mm. you know like uh well i could but it would have to be completely different to the idea that's maybe in my head now okay 
and so I I want it to be like uh, on point with with whatever movie conversations we're all having next year, whatever political conversations we're all having next year. Like, uh, and so I purposefully didn't want to sit down and, and spend the time writing the entire game out like page for page because I, I, I want it to be a little bit organic and to be as responsive to the current political state as possible sure you, you don't want somebody to play it and be like man this really feels like it comes from july 2019 oddly enough yeah like just like, that right, one right. like that like yeah. all, the only movies that are mentioned came out in that month like this is yeah this is kind of weird he's still talking about the last jedi and this captain is... america you know, like... <laughs> and now everybody's right yeah, and, and you know, mean, angry about the yeah. rise of skywalker so like yeah you know. yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah yeah you know um yeah, I mean the trailer for that just came out today. The the final trailer mm-hmm. like that, that that's to date this this recording. Right. And um, yeah, apologies if that if that you know whatever. But um, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it has to be somewhat current in the sense that you know it's at least you know uh, what's the word for it like uh, readily uh, there in people's minds. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, this is not to say that the the game isn't isn't written uh, to an extent. Like I have like a twenty page treatment that I've written where I've I have the broad strokes of the entire game and like a, a bunch of ideas, and then I also have like a, a pile of sketches for for all the rooms, and I know how mostly everything will will fall and how it will come into place. But just in the specifics of you know, like for instance, like I have like the the references to the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. like where you can go on the Joe Rogan podcast and like the, not the literal Joe Rogan podcast, but, but my version of it. And, um, and the thing is like, it's not, however unlikely, but what if there is no Joe Rogan podcast in, in a year's time, you know? Sure. Like it, it's that kind of thing. So, so I have the broad, the broad strokes, maybe even more than the broad strokes planned out, but, um, but I'm leaving a little bit there for for some organic story to happen. Okay. Yeah, because I I, I have like a a proper structured out like a character story with with Basil and with Anita and and the uh, the mystery and how the mystery will unravel and 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 all of that is pretty concrete. I don't I don't think that'll change gotcha. too much. That makes sense. Is it just you working on the game, or are you working with anybody else at all? No, it's it's just me entirely, okay. entirely me. Yeah. Well, so what is Kickstarter going to allow you to do? Obviously, I uh, kind of shorten that time frame down from several years to uh, you're hoping to for it to come out in about a year. Uh, what else is I guess this money going to be able to to let you do? Yeah. So there's quite a few things. Um, the the first thing is uh, i'm you know to be completely transparent about it i'm i'm like running low on my savings now sure. like uh you know and so i'm going to have to start looking for for another job if the kickstarter doesn't get funded and um and uh if i get another job then that will reduce the amount of time that i can i can work on the game so mm-hmm. the that that be the fir- the first the first thing so if if i do get funded then that'll allow me like to to basically pick up casual work like uh and some freelancing stuff that I okay. do through my my video experience mm-hmm. and so that that will be able to to carry me through but what what I'd really like to do is is to focus in on the game like as much as possible the the other stuff that it will help me pay for is to get a subscription for unity pro which is quite expensive. Um, I'm using the the free version of, of Unity at the moment to to make the game, um, but there are there are some things that you can only do with the with the pro license. Gotcha. And uh, then there's uh, the Adobe Creative Cloud monthly monthly fee. So, and uh, the Kickstarter I went I, I went for twenty thousand Australian, which I I feel was pretty low, like um, but I tried to make it that the rewards would be 
as cool as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I, I factored in like the production of, of books and, and uh, boxes. And then uh, I factored in shipping because I didn't want to hit people with surprise shipping fees at the end of their, their Kickstarter donations. Sure. And so really the, the goal for me is for, is for 10 to, to make it, but I, I want to, I want to give back as much as possible in terms of cool physical rewards. Hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's how I arrived at, at, at that figure and yeah. And so basically, yeah, that's, that's what it will, it will, it will pay me for. It, it won't pay me for a new car or, or, or whatever we, we hear about the, these like other, other Kickstarters, like, um, uh, you know, like, uh, that's, that's really what it will do is it will just, it will just pay me for the, the softwares and to be able to get the backers something really cool. Like okay. if they choose to put to put towards it very cool well um what what is one of your kind of favorite rewards that you have for backers and also what's kind of one of your favorite uh like stretch goals if you if you get funded what's like the mm-hmm. next big thing that you're you're hoping to be able to do with uh, the money okay so i'll i'll do my favorite reward first it, it's for 75 i'll i'll do a hint book and th- that's my favorite just because when I was a kid, I loved these hint books that you would get, like uh, the Space Quest one or the, like, uh, I've got one here, the official the official book of King's Quest, Daventry and beyond, you know, like, uh, and they're not just hint books, you know, they're like these like really glorious little little books that are actually a, a novel from a first person uh, perspective. And then there's a little making of section, uh, some maps and some artwork and some skill trees and like it's a whole a whole little book and I, I used to love them uh when I was a kid so that's that's probably my favorite my favorite one uh personally is the hint book just because it it would be so cool for me to have a hint book for my own game <laughs> like um you know uh yeah other than that the big box because y- you have to do a a point and click game and you, you need to have a, a a big box sure you know, um, everybody remembers the big box and you get the floppy disks and the, you know, yeah. So there's some cool, cool stuff that I, that I, I'd like to do. Okay. Like, um, and then what was the other question? The stretch goals, some stretch yeah. goals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, I haven't really thought about it too much for, for stretch goals, to be honest, because like, um, it felt crazy enough to go for, for 20, like, uh, like I never even thought in a, in a million years that it would be like a thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I've never gotten that, that lofty about the aspirations. Like I'll be, I'll probably break down into tears if it gets funded, <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah. But, but in terms of stretch goals, there's one, there's one thing I have been thinking about is that um, I really would like to do a, a talkie version okay. you know, of a, vo- a voice cast version. And um and I'm gonna endeavor the best that I can to to make this game a talky game, like if I hit the funding goal or not. But um, in terms of actually doing that, any extra money that I have uh, would go solely to to getting actors and doing the the voice cast. And I've got um I've got some pe- some people that I know through my film work. Mm-hmm. And through my media work, that are that are quite well known here in Australia, that have um, like shown interest or, or sort of basically committed to to doing some roles, mm-hmm. if um, if it all gets funded, and their their rates are quite reasonable. So, yeah, so that'd be that'd be my stretch goal. Okay, very cool. Yeah, like and you know, it's just that it's just actually getting all the actors and because it's a point and click game that I, that I want to be huge with lots of NPCs. It, it's just actually getting everybody to record all the lines and then putting all the lines together and, and so forth. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to uh, move on to the end game, which is, is my favorite part of the show. Um, and it's, it's more personal questions for you. And the first one <laughs> Is very straightforward, but often very hard to answer. And that is, who is your favorite video game character? It can be hero, sidekick, or villain. 
yeah for for me it, it's got to be either guybrush freepwood uh or it's going to be bernard from day of the tentacle okay i absolutely love bernard or, or hoagie i mean oh there's roger wilco it's just <laughs> Okay, you, go, you, yeah just one, all day i only get can. one i only get one i only get one i'll go with guybrush guybrush freepwood from monkey island the curse of monkey island okay I'll, I'll go with that yeah is the uh the curse of monkey island that's the second one that's the third one that's the yeah third that's one. that's okay. because uh that was the first time that he was voiced okay and i know i know they've gone back and they've uh, they've voiced it prior but yeah. um dominic armado i think that's his name i, I might I might have misremembered that, so I apologize if if I did. But but I remember as a kid when when Monkey Island, when Guybrush Freepwood was voiced for the first time, that was like, I don't know, the doors opening, <laughs> like uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, that's what Guybrush sounds like. Oh, you know, um, so I've got a I've got a soft spot for that. Yeah, nice, very nice. Okay. So what is a, a game that you would like to experience over again for the first time? Uh, you, know, this, you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or anything like that, but if you could just have that, that first-time experience again. Mm, first-time experience. I think I'm going to go with Portal, maybe. Okay. Yeah, or Half-Life 2. Mm. Okay. I know they're not point-and-click games, but... Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's, you're allowed to like other things. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably gonna go with Portal. I'd say. I remember hearing so much about Portal when it came out. I was like, oh yeah, that that could be fun, you know. <laughs> but but actually experiencing that game is so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so kind of flipping the coin on a game that you would like to re-experience, what is a blind spot that you have when it comes to video games? A particular franchise or, oh. um, or you know, game series that you've never really gotten into? And, you know, obviously, like, everybody tells you that that's something that you should have played. And whether you want mm-hmm. to or not, uh, it's something that, you know, it's just that you haven't experienced. Is this Is this okay if I just finished the journey, like, five hours ago i guess yeah because i i've just spent like the last few months like running through the the metal gear solid franchise okay yeah so i i just finished metal gear solid four like five hours ago today actually wow so so that 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 to me was always a, a massive blind spot where everybody was telling me about about metal gear yeah like um Kind of like how I've been telling everybody about The Witcher when it comes to cyber, <laughs> cyberpunk. Yeah, um, yeah. So oh, cyberpunk looks great. Do you know it's got Keanu Reeves? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it looks amazing. Have you played The Witcher? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, for me it was Metal Gear Solid. I I don't know like if if it's if that's the kind of game that's considered to be like an all time classic or anything. I, I, in my circles, it has been, and I, I'm pretty sure it is. But um, but yeah, the the point is that. It seems like my whole life, everybody's been telling me about Metal Gear Solid. You've got to play Metal Gear Solid. You've got to play Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. What is a good trend in video games that uh, that you want to see more of? Whether it's something that's you maybe only saw in a game or two, or something that's more prolific, you just think should be wider spread. Uh, no, no more microtransactions. <laughs> that nope. That's see, <laughs> that's the opposite. What is something that you want to see more of? (laughs) Single player stories is is what I I want to see more of. Um, Yeah. In in terms of a trend. um, Yeah. Better story Hmm. in games. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's all I, all I really got. Like, uh, yeah, the, there's some stuff that I've been hearing about that I'd like to see a little bit more of, like, um, like particularly with the the new generation of consoles and the the eliminations of of loading times. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's a trend that 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 I've got my eye my eye towards, like, uh, yeah, the ability for games to to load and and start, yeah, like I, right away. Yeah. Like if you if you were to ask me like hey what what's a what's a trend that you you want to see less of yeah well that's that's actually I would the have next question like a hundred yeah. yeah so yeah. uh just 
disregarding uh, microtransactions, since you already said that, mm-hmm. what's something else that you wish there was either less of or would just go away altogether? Yeah, um, uh, incumbency in games. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Death Stranding worries me to an extreme degree. <laughs> like, uh, like incumbency. Um, I also don't like uh, when they hold off good stuff for DLC. Mm. Like, um, you know, even though DLC seems to be going the, the other way. Um, for me, streaming, I don't, I don't like the idea of streaming games. Sure. Like, uh, but that's because I, I'm an Australian, and any Australian will tell you that that um, streaming is a, a near impossibility. Sure. It's it's almost it's almost a miracle that we're able to have skyped now without <laughs> without any interruptions. Yeah, like um, so so. Uh, hopefully I, I you like didn't that speak too soon, to and this yeah. doesn't uh, yes yeah, go downhill in the next. Few <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, oh, what are some other trends? Ah, oh, there's so many really, like my, microtransactions through the through the roof. Uh, sure. Mobile games be- becoming more popular um cross promotional stuff online online worlds where the whole game you have to be online the mm. entire time yeah um yeah stuff like that okay okay point and click adventure games on on kickstarter <laughs> 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 uh nice uh okay so you have done uh video editing you are now making a video game if there was any other profession, though, that you could try, anything at all, what is something that you would like to give a shot? I I always wanted to be a film director. That was what I re- always wanted to do. Um, but I don't know if I'd want to do that anymore. I'd say a, a, a novelist I'd like to try. I'd like to one day try and complete a novel and finish it. Okay. Yeah. But um, if, if I'm going to be like truthful i suppose what what i would really like not that i haven't been truthful but i mean like like realist i mean if i want to be realistic like i'm not going to suddenly be a film director like that's just unlikely you know um but maybe a gardener i think i think i'd I'd be pretty happy in in a garden somewhere yeah i really like it's why i sort of gravitate towards drawing and pixels i i kind of like that like just slow meticulous you just do one dot after the other. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Well, the last question of the end game and the last question of the show, um, you are you for some reason get to meet Guybrush Threepwood. <laughs> you can ask him one question and he will respond. What is your question and how does he respond? Okay. Ready? Ready? Ready. So do you want to be a pirate? And is that, then he is that responds, your question to him, or does that, he show up my, and ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> that's my question to him. Okay. So do you want to be a pirate? Yeah, because that's that's basically what he gets asked all throughout the game, sure. all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, as for what Guybrush would say, is that I am a mighty pirate. That, that, that's that's what he would say. All right. I don't know if I answered that in the way that you wanted, but that's hopefully a, a couple no. of people hey, listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As All I right. said, it's very late. Uh, it it yeah. is. And and we are thankfully through. So, David, thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking about Political Quest. If you could send us out by letting people know where they can go to find out more information about the game. Okay, so yeah, you can go to the Twitters and the Instagrams. So it's uh, at Dave Longo, so D-A-V-E and then Longo, L-O-N-G-O. And uh, you can go straight to the Kickstarter if you like. Uh, if you just search Political Quest, I'm sure it'll it'll come up. And um, yeah, politicalquestgame.com is the, the landing site, so you can read all about it, about it there. And yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other clicks uh, <laughs> places you can go to. So I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a marketer, which I'm learning. So that's, like... <laughs> that's all right. Well, links links to all that stuff, including the Kickstarter, will be in the show notes for people to check out. Thank you again, and uh, best of luck as you continue with the Kickstarter and continue with the game. I wish you all the luck in the world, and hopefully, we can talk again 
uh, I don't know, in like a year uh, when you do your next Kickstarter for Political Quest 2, Political Harbor. <laughs> <Politicling. laughs> um, politicking with a vengeance. Um, Policy I'm... Quest, Basil, Basil goes to Washington. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that's not bad. That's not no, it really isn't, actually. Yeah. We'll see how Rise of Skywalker goes, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again, and uh, yeah, have a good one. Right, you too, thank you. Bye.